Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Five Rounds. Uh, yeah, it's also WrestleMania night, so we're going to churn this stuff out as quick as we possibly can. Hit that intro. Hello all, I am Mags and with me, as always, my son, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I'm brilliant. Thankfully that the UFC is what? It's 11 o'clock in England and yeah, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing. It's not, <laughs> not morning. I'm, I'm right. Yeah, Dana White knows full well he can't, he can't uh, take on the, the mat that is WrestleMania. So he, uh, he gave us an early card, so props to him. But Vince knows that he can't take on the mat of a storm of Mother Nature, so... Please don't delay it, because I don't think I could survive waiting. Who's the bigger chance. winner? <laughs> well, he did beat God in a match in Backlash 2006, so maybe it's payback. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into the event, let's uh, let's do a little bit of Bill Payne. Let's, uh, let's talk about... Uh, our new um, our new partners uh, shooting the sportish. We've uh, we've just uh, agreed a deal with a company called Sleeves. Um, that's Sleeves.com. Uh, they're a company that that provide um, sportswear for and and compression gear and safety equipment for uh, for uh, athletes and uh, and and all those kind of like. Um, those kind of people. So, uh, if you uh, are in in the market for some uh, quality and custom um, custom uh, compression wear, then sleeves are definitely the company for you. So you can go to www.sleeves.com and use our promo code STSR twenty five, which will get you twenty five percent of your first purchase. And you can also keep using that code over and over again. Uh, so that's sleeves.com, S-L-E-E-F-S.com. And our promo code is STSR25. And don't forget, 
We also have a Patreon here at Shooting the Sports List, so we would be absolutely uh, eternally grateful if you were, were willing to go and join that and you would be you would be um, rewarded with tons and tons of, uh, of unique and um, very much uh, amazing content over there. So that's patreon.com slash shoot sports ish. So let's talk about this uh, this UFC card. Uh, UFC on ABC2, uh, UFC uh, Vegas 23, whatever the, the kind of um, names that they give these cards. Just, yeah, if you pick, pick your best name, yeah. send it in chat and then we'll pick it off. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I always go off, off the headline fight. So this could be the Spartan Arbitrary versus, versus Holland. Uh, some interesting facts on the card, so we'll I'll just quickly run through these prelims, uh, as as I tend to do. Uh, we started with uh, Impa Kazan Ganani. I can never say his name right. Mm-hmm. but he he got the second uh, round submission against uh, Sasha Palatnikov. Then going into uh, the the recorded prelims, we had Jung Da Young. Uh, getting the decision against William Nart, another decision in the featherweights when Luis Saldana picked up the win over Jordan Griffin. Third decision in a row with Jack Shaw uh, getting the bantamweight win over Hunter Azure. Jack Shaw, shout out there from Cage Warriors, one of his ex fighters. Yeah, absolutely. On that unbeaten run, I think he's now what 14 and all. 14 and all now. Kicking he's an absolute animal. Going into the heavyweight um, um, division and Yaris. Daniel picked up the win and the first round knockout of Jorgen De Castro. Uh, John McDessie got a, a victory in the lightweight division over Ignacio Bahamondes in bad decision. Then we had Mateus Gamrot getting the second round KO in the lightweight division against Scott Holtzman. And then the featured prelim was Jim Miller taking on Joe Selecki in a big decision victory there for, for Selecki. So going on to the main card, it, it was originally six fights on this main card, but it's been uh, been cut down to five. Oh, it looks a fight. Uh, I can't remember what the actual like, lineup were, but uh, UFC have, have been uh, very recently been like kind of playing around with the with the fights in the first place. So um, mm, they, come, come fight now, they usually kind of whittle it down. Mm. I think even next week's fight card, I've actually got six on. So, but I expect that, that that'll get dropped down to to uh, five. Yeah, well, five is obviously pulling out of either injuries or like illnesses. It's like mm. they'll leave a like, try and get people into a place. If they can't do that, it's usually like, oh, well, we're moving your fight, your fight on this card instead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the first fight on this card was uh, Matt Perry versus uh, Daniel Rodriguez. And um, not a good day at the office for, for Matt Perry, to be fair. Um, absolutely outclassed all the way through the fight for me. Um, started off quite bright in the way that Matt Perry does. He, he's uh, very much a one-directional fighter. He only has he only goes. He doesn't uh, take a back step. Uh, but he just couldn't handle the range of uh, Rodriguez for me. Uh, hit, a, hit a lot of shots. Uh, he tried to uh, tried to like make um, get his range with with kicks. Uh, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't effective at all. And I think uh, you said it said it best. It's about time now. We stopped all this messing about in terms of uh, of uh, teams and in terms of having his corners and get somebody who who is going to train him properly because it's just not working. Since he's had uh, just his, his wife in his corner, he's, he's struggled. 
Uh, well, I know, I, I know, he's been working with somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he has been working with someone leading up to the camp. Now, obviously, he didn't have him in the corner. Now he was saying about how somehow he might have him in the next corner, but it's about how that. See what that second or his third loss in a row <laughs> in that division. Now, I, he, like you said, he's only twenty nine, so he's still got plenty of time. But if in the UFC, you're in that organization where. You, it's in such a big organisation, you're in the high level of elite fighters, you can't be pissing about that. You need a team that fully supports you and is fully behind you. And he's looking for a team that cares about it. Because he's, I think the main thing about him is that he's thinking about a lot of coaches out there and that lot, of, they're in it for the money. And he's not wrong, but a lot of people are in it yeah, for the money. And he's a business. Yeah, but I think that's what he just needs. He needs to find a team that sort of cares about him that and, and he enjoys being with. He needs to get his head screwed on because he's, he's going to quickly end up getting cut from the UFC. And... I mean, three, three losses in a row uh, and with the kind of a baggage that comes with him, uh, it's it's not a hard decision for Dave. Yeah, he's absolutely not. But then, like I said to you earlier before the podcast, if he did get cut from the UFC, he's still young. It might actually not be a bad thing for him because if he goes to a different organisation with less eyes on him, like we've seen it a lot of times, like obviously Rory McDonald and the PFL, yeah, fair enough. They, they might be well known, but they're not watched. Like no one's going to tune in like mm. every single week to watch their shows like they do with the UFC. So sometimes it can actually be better for fighters to sort of drop off a bit, get the confidence back, and especially with Mark Perry, if he finds a team and gets his confidence back, he's still what twenty nine. So oh yeah, absolutely. I think the issue is though, it's it's sad. He 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 struggles to make a, a difference at welterweight. And this is a guy who's talking about going up, going up to middleweight. He'd get absolutely decimated well, this at, is at middleweight. A, this is another thing of his problem. He's a fighter. He's not a nutritionalist. He's a fighter. And he's always struggled with his weight. And he's mm-hmm. always hated fighting at welterweight. Now, if he found a nutritionalist that could build him a diet that worked for him, that he enjoys, that's healthy, that can and obviously not keep him at... 170, uh, 170 flat or, or or whatever, just around Making that manageable weight. Yeah, like ten, like ten pounds of that like 180 around that 180 mark. Keep him around there to where he's he's not having to cut a shit ton of weight and feel drained to try and make the 170 mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why obviously he went up to like he would he would want him to go to like middleweight and, and all, all the other nonsense and stuff. But if he went up to Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If he went up to middleweight into the top five category, he gets beat every day off all of them. I, I don't even think top five. I think you're looking at top 15, probably uh, give him a handy fart. Yeah, well, that's. I just want that in a category of where it's definitely going to happen, the top five. If he fights in the top five of that, of that middleweight, which is he's never going to happen, but if it was, he he gets beat all day, especially the way you were you were fighting um, to, uh, tonight. Because his head, Avon, his head movement weren't there. Like DC and Dominic Cruz said it perfectly. He just wasn't moving his head, and he's, it was just a. Even though his body was moving, his head was just a still target all the yeah. time, and that I jab mean, was just messing that, up. That left hand was just ripping him to bits. It, it, it killed. It killed him. He all... broke his nose again in the first mm-hmm. first round. Then yeah. that's. I think that's a, pro, a, a problem with fighters like Mike Perry. They more. Uh, they more heart than they are brains in yeah. a way, and sometimes yeah. the toughness can can actually lose them the fights. And with him, like I say, fair enough. He can take a punch. He can take a beating, but. There's no good in being a a, a human punching bag that that don't win your fights. I mean, he lasted the fight, which you've got to give him props for that. But that but again, that's just like I said, though, because he's a, he's a tough guy, yeah. he's a human punch. But, you, you can't, you don't knock him out yeah. with one punch. But again, that don't win your fights. But the the thing with 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 lasting in this fight, where he took so many shots, is the last thing he needs is a, another issue with CTE uh, yeah. and being the kind of fighter that he is with. With not uh, not uh, exactly the best uh, defensive game, um, is is going to get hurt. And if he went up to one eight five uh, for a prolonged period of time, those guys hit way harder than they do well, in the welterweight division. Yeah. And he, he 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 would be very very much injured. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it's scary with fighters like uh, Mark Perry. So obviously, coming from a, a fighter's background, it's yeah, it's. CT and stuff like that is a very scary thing, especially with one punch you can get. It's the consequences you've got to take. Now, obviously, JSP said it best. If you're a young fighter who's not looking at trying to be the best or be one of the best, pick a different job because it's not for you. There's no mm-hmm. The consequences just weigh out the pros sometimes. And it is true. There's so much like the, the, the negatives are all up here and the positives are down here. Like between you making it into the places like the UFC are so low in numbers. Yeah, look at it for Paddy the Pibble. He's been around for time in Cage Warriors, and fair enough, he, he should have been in the UFC, but it's not up until recently he's been into the UFC. So that's and that's how long it is. Like Max Holloway, he has to have like 13 wins or 11 wins in a row before a, a title shot and stuff. So it's not a it's not an easy path to victory. And a, like, as well, Anthony Smith coming into a light heavyweight division, I think you were like, I think you already had like 38. Professional fast yeah. before he even going to the UFC, and I guarantee the most he made off one of them were probably five thousand bucks, if that, just off one of these small shitty town shows yeah. that, that he were doing rather than the UFC. So yeah, it's, it's for Mark. He's got a, obviously he's got a young child. He's got he hasn't got the he hasn't got the best track record out of the octagon or in the octagon now, mm-hmm. and he's not. One of them fighters where you think, oh yeah, he'll do well with brain damage because he 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 won't. He's a scary. He's one of them people you who make in a way who possibly could make mixed martial arts have that bad name of oh everyone's just violent. No, and, and how long ago was it when he were kicking windows through and, and injured himself? Exactly. It's it, it's it's a scary thought to do, and 
that's why he needs to book his idea. He's 29, he's only still young, and the way he acts, you look at him sometimes and you think, hmm, you've been in too many wars, you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he definitely needs a team behind him, and he just needs to, to sort out what he definitely needs to do. Um, he's a fun fighter, he's a, he's a, he's a fan favourite, a lot of the fans like him, and he needs to start putting that behind him in a bit and just focusing on his himself or his career. And if he's not going to do that, he needs to focus on his, his child. So then after that, we uh, we go into the, the, the women's strawweight division and uh, Mrs. Nunes, Nina Nunes, um, taking on Mackenzie Dern. And yeah, this was a, a, a very good good victory for Mackenzie Dern. Nunes obviously coming off uh, not long having a, a baby and, and kind of having that, uh, building that family with, uh, with Amanda. Uh, but she's said for a long time that she still is hungry uh, for 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 fighting and hungry for mm-hmm. for wins. Unfortunately, she met a very very impressive uh, Mackenzie Dern in this fight, um, and this is someone who is probably the future of a uh, of UFC uh, strawweight division. Uh, such a great, well, so it was just a really classy performance by Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Nunes started obviously uh, quite quite defensive with her hands really high up, uh, but Dern was able to. Easily break through, uh, land shots, and then once she got the 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 fight to the ground, uh, Nunes struggled. She 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 was able to pull guard for a, for a little while, but once uh, Dern postured up, uh, was able to break that hold uh, and work Nunes into into position. Uh, it it was all over, but the shouting and props to Nunes for not fully giving up. Uh, but once um, once Dern um, locked, locked in the sub. Uh, the grip on the on the um the the left and it was all over and she had no no issue and uh, no other way out but to tap um, a massive massive win for for Mackenzie um, because I think Nunes was still that fifth ranked even though she hadn't fought for a while and and Dern was looking to break into that top ten I think she breaks into that top five mm, especially after that win now obviously I was looking at um, Nunes and I was looking at her thinking. Two-year layoff, coming back in, Mackenzie Dern. Now, Mackenzie Dern is, is not an easy fight. She's uh, quickly getting brilliant on the feet. Her mm-hmm. striking game is coming on I mean, she's 6-1 now in UFC. Yeah, and uh, her ground game was already phenomenal before she even got into the UFC, and that's only just getting, that's, uh, getting better. Uh, so, all-round, she's just becoming an all-round better mixed martial artist. Now, obviously, um, Nunes, it, when that two-year layoff she didn't that first round it looked like oh she's having a bit of jitters there and it's like you you can't just say oh well she's she's doing shit it's a that two-year layoff especially with the pressure of that you you've got to give it got to give her some credit um but yeah for me Mackenzie Dern just went into the fight and just did exactly what she needed to do uh especially on the feet pressuring her up against the the fence and basically showing her that she's not scared to box of her and that's one good thing about when you're uh, brilliant on the ground. You're not scared to when you to throw your hands, especially when you uh, learn to actually throw your hands and get com. Excuse me, actually get combos off and and pick your shots, and you actually start building confidence over parts. You're not worried about firing the shots because if you was to get taken down, you're not worried because you you're comfortable there. You can get back to your feet. Or you can fart off your back comfortably, but that's only if you can. We've seen it uh, with Khabib when Khabib sort of, when, well, let's say when Khabib was the first guy to, 
to knock uh, Conor McGregor down in that in that I think that second or third round. That's because he got comfortable with throwing his hands. Because he knew if anyone was to take him down, it, it would possibly never it would never going to happen. He was it was always that good, and that's the one thing about Mackenzie uh, Dern. She's quickly coming along in the striking department to where she's now one of them fighters to where it's like oh she's you're gonna be like what do I do? Do I defend her? The takedown is she going to try and if an army roll me is she is, is what she's going to try and do? And then we've seen it on the ground when she when they was took it to the ground and she was uh fighting for that arm. He's basically when you're being naked choking you're an opponent instead of basically being right up here, you're on the arm down here. And when you're when you're grabbing their arm and you're grabbing your arm, in a way, you'll you, you, you're sort of twisting your wrist in a way. And, Feeling that against your board, it, it can be horrible sometimes. And Ronda Rousey does it best, and especially when she grounded it, and then she physically does do it fully, and then you're fully like, extending your body to pull it down. And Mackenzie has executed it perfectly, and uh, you got to give it to Nunez. She she tapped straight away. She knew it were over. Yeah. There's no point in in tearing any ligaments or doing any damage. She knows she's got to go on to to look after a baby. And at the end of the day, she's got. Mother Nunes to to look after the double champion. To be honest with you, after that fight, I saw Nunes and I'm like, shit, Nunes is gonna kick cock out of uh, Mackenzie Dern. Like, uh, you just saw Mackenzie Dern looking at Nunes going up to like, sorry, <laughs> uh, no, oh uh, well, she didn't do that. It's yeah, it's uh, uh, all respect shown all the way around. But yeah, when you seen um, Nunes uh, coming to the octagon, it were uh, give a wife a loving hug, like just yeah. see the respect. Uh, uh, respect all the way around, but yeah, it's, it weren't a good night in the office for um, Nunes, but Mackenzie Dern, what a win. Absolutely. Uh, let's go into the middle fight of this card now. What's the flip flop? I found it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the episode. I think I've lost my flip flop. Um, yeah, going to the middle part of this card now. Uh, one of our, our favourite fighters, Smiling Sam Alva, taking oh, on uh, Julian Marquez. Yeah, another fighter who didn't have a good day at the office, unfortunately. Um, but it was not for the for the lack of trying. If one thing that Sam Albert always brings is the guy will swing until he can't swing no more. Uh, unfortunately for him, um, Marquez was was pretty wise to him all the way through the fight, and um, he really kind of worked um, Alvin with the jab. Uh, there are a couple of points where he it looked like he'd finished. Uh, Alvi quite early in the first round, there was one point where it looked like Alvi was knocked out and the, and the extra shots from Marquez walking back up because he, he, he actually went down to his knee, uh, was able to get back to his feet. And there were a few points in this fight where I thought, God, Sam, this is over. Uh, but he was he's just got the heart of a lion, that never say die attitude, which, I mean, we've just talked about it in, with the Matt Perry. Uh, it's not always the wiser decision. Uh, but you can tell a lot of fires go just based off instinct. Uh, and and Sam is very much an instinctual fighter, but Marquez, he was just he was just laser accurate and was able to just destroy uh, Alvi on the feet. Um, and then again in the second round, another uh, point where both guys were swinging, landing, and Alves was absolutely wobbly. Got sent down to a knee again. That's when... Uh, uh, Marquez followed up with hammer fists and, and was able to to grab the neck, put in the squeeze, and 
Alve, wow. I mean, you are a brave, brave son of a bitch, but I, I would rather you have tapped than be put out cold because uh, when uh, the ref uh, jumped in to, to stop the fight because Alve was asleep, when Marquez let him go, his head just smashed against the floor. Mm. Uh, I hate to see that in fighters. Um, essentially, know that you've been beaten. It's, it's, it's. I would rather you tap and and survive to to fight another day than be choked clean out. But unfortunately for Alvi, he he does get the loss, and it's a big victory for for Julian Marquez. Well, I said Julian Martin. Well, Sam Alvey got put to him. I first remember him coming into the UFC uh, with his the head coach, uh, Trevor Whitman, always smiling. He's been in the UFC for time now. Uh, I think it's like his, what, 21st fight or something like that in the UFC? Uh, yeah, absolutely mental. And he's always smiling from 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 start of the bell to the end of the bell, no matter what decision comes out. And I guarantee if he does a press conference, if he's allowed to do a press conference, I'm sure he will. He got choked out. He really get knocked out. I am, I'm sure of the press conference. I guarantee he'll be smiling in that. Um, so, but yeah, Julian Marvick, like you said, it's what a what a performance that he put on. He that the jab he was just using that perfectly. It was just a piston constantly. If yeah. he weren't trying to throw it to hit, he was throwing it to fade to try and set up that right hand, and it was perfectly mixing everything up. And the one like again, like we say with Mackenzie Dern, like she did that jab and she was mixing it up on the feet because she knew she was going to either could take it to the ground or if it did go to the ground, she was comfortable. In this case, um, Juliana were able to actually pick his shots off and when he sort of just started letting them shots go, especially in the second round and he hurt Sam and dropped him, he knew that it were over. And the, that's the one good thing about a fighter's instinct. He sort of, he saw that rear naked choke was there. And instead of just going, oh, I've got him hurt here, I'm going to flurry my punches, get tired out, and possibly, there's always a possibility, especially with someone like Sam Alvarez, uh, uh, Smiling Sam, he's a veteran in the game. He knows how to he knows how to work different positions. He, he knows how to basically get himself safe. He knows how to keep his head covered, especially when you're laying shots and he's in the ground mm-hmm. turtling up. Yeah, there's a, there's a possibility the ref might stop it with a TKO, Always a possibility that he covers up enough to where you gas out and he gets back to his feet and he's the veteran he is. But where Julian, he were able to see that and fuck that, I'm not going to let this fight carry on. Yeah. Saw the rear naked choke, finished it there and then. Perfect opportunity for him, perfect win. Marley Cyrus owes him a friendly day after this. <laughs> he pulled her out last one, so it's only fair. And she agreed as well. She yeah. agreed, so... Um... Yeah, and, and the, the thing with finishing the fight as quickly as you can in this kind of a day and age is it's likely you can get to pick up another fight in the next like, month or so, well, so you can get well. double the paydays. Um, I mean, that's essentially happened in the main event. But before we get to that, let's just go over this uh, this co-main event. Two hungry young fighters in the featherweight division, both unbeaten in the in the UFC going into this fight. Both, I think, have only lost once in their whole careers. Uh, someone's all had to go. And unfortunately for Sadiq Yusuf, it was his. Uh, Arnold Allen now going to 8-0 and in the UFC and really uh, making waves in that featherweight division. Um, this this fight was an interesting one because of just how back and forth it was. Uh, both guys were just looking to land, looking to, to finish the fight very early. Um, 
a couple of them, actually, in the in the first round, there was points where both fighters were were making mistakes because they were overstretching, and, and uh, there were a couple of slips. Uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, times when um, they they were overstretching and putting themselves in in uh, vulnerable positions. But I think um, after Yusuf had the the better of the early exchange, landing the the bigger shots. Um, I think Alan kind of woke up and, and kind of turned the dial up. He was able to uh, land more. He was able to, to control his pace. Uh, was was able to stop the shots from from Yusuf uh, um, all the way through the through the the first round until we get to that near the end. I think that Yusuf started throwing a lot more knees when he was able to to secure the clinch. Uh, but going into the second, Alves just turned up. He was landing a lot more shots. Yusuf, uh, again, I think he he got relaxed. He looked like he relaxed, and this was such an interesting fight to watch because these are two guys who are so still so young. I think they're only like twenty seven and twenty four, uh, respectively. Uh, but they they fought a very kind of like mature, classy fight. Um, but for me, Alan just it was just that that one step above uh, Yusuf for me. He was a uh, his shots were were crisper. Uh, he did better to uh, to stuff takedowns and was able to scramble a lot better. Uh, he scored more in in the clinch for me, um, and the the, refer- the judges seemed to agree, uh, giving the fight um, basically all the way across the card, 29-28. All three fighters, all three judges gave um, use of the final round, which is fair because I yeah. think he he knew he was two down and he knew he had to go go for broke. Uh, it was just unfortunate that he wasn't able to to get the finish that he needed. Alan was was able to fend him off, especially near the end when uh, uh, Yusuf was trying to just bludgeon him with those elbows, um, and Alan was able to come out with a victory. Yeah, this was the main event for me because I knew this fight were going to live up to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, be, be, before if till the fight in uh, Vittori, that that would have been my main event. But when that fight got cancelled, um, even though it were a decent fight. <clears throat> this was my definitely my main event. I knew this was going to live up to the half. I knew both fighters were going to come out to to swing and, and get the win. I knew none of them wanted to leave it to the judges. Even though it went to the judges, you can tell there was both looking for finishes. This was a proper mixed martial arts part that you'd want to see. There was clinch work. There was grappling work. There was striking work. Everything you could uh, ask for was in in this part, respectively. Um, Got to give it to City. Uh, he was... A fighter's fighter. You can tell that he did not want to lose that fight, especially when the judges give him the third round. I agree with him. He knew that he was down to nothing, so he needed a finish um, in that in that third round. He, he he wasn't able to get that, but he was able to pressure him, uh, which is a, a good thing in a way. He can come away from that as yet, yeah, even though on paper he lost, but. In, in within himself, he could take that away as a little victory for him to that he knew after a solid ten minutes of basically getting dominated in a way that he could still find it within himself to bring it back and win that third round. Now, when you're speaking like that, that's what basically makes you, in my opinion, that's what makes you a fighter. That's what makes you uh, a champion. Being able to look at yourself, going, "Shit, I'm losing here. I need to do something." Instead of going, "Nah, I'm alright. Fuck it, I won that." Blah blah blah. Blowing smoke up your own ass. If you can, if you can look at yourself and go, "I didn't like that. I can do that better." That's when you're going to make yourself a champion because you're trying to adjust yourself rather than going, 
I'm all right here. I'm, I'm good here. I'm decent. I'm better than everybody else here. Even if you feel like that, you're still looking at stuff you can adjust on. And that's what Sadiq were able to do. He was trying to adjust. Unfortunately, there was only three rounds uh, to the fight. And he wasn't able to do that. But Arnold Allen, man, what a what an absolute performance he put on from the, the takedowns to the absolute striking defence and offence. I think he's one of the most underrated British uh, mixed martial artists in the UFC. <coughs> now, in England, I know a lot of people might think, oh, we've got only got an handful of fighters in the UFC. We talk about all of them, but we, we really don't. If you're not talking about Darren Till or Molly McCann, or now Paddy Paddy Pimlet, there's not really a lot of people. People are talking. A lot of people aren't really talking about Nathan. A lot of people aren't really talking about Mason Wilson. A lot of people aren't really talking about Reese Dean. A lot of people aren't um, uh, talking about um, Arnold Allen. It, they should be. Yeah, they, they said they, they, they should be. Now, it, obviously, respectively, the the I can understand why they're speaking about all these other people. But even though we've got a handful of people in the UFC, Arnold Allen is one of them. Oh, sorry, Leon Edwards and 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 the rest of them. Um, Jesus Christ, I'm going to kick my ass if I missed him out. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I think he's one of them. He's the most, one of the most uh, underrated because he's not one of the most well-known. And he comes from Cage Warriors, which a lot of people in England, especially with me, Cage Warriors is one of them filter organisations with the UFC. If you pick up one of, their, one of their belts and you defend that a couple of times in spectacular fashion, you're generally on your way or getting you're getting a phone call from Dana White or or Hunter about getting a contract. Either way, it's happened too many times. Yeah. I think there's been like off the top of my head, I think there's been like ninety-seven or hundred and three around that number of champions to come from Cage Warriors to go into the UFC, and that's with that's with everywhere within Europe. So a lot of fighters you'll see Michael Bisping, Conor McGregor, Dan Hardy, all these people have come from Cage Warriors. Yeah. So it's a it's always a good organization to sort of uh, to sort of look at and Arnold Allen came from this organization and is it just a fat as fatter and especially in England I know hundreds of people who want to be fighters I know a hundred people who are who are up here who could probably hang with the best but the only problem is the UFC only look for the elite they don't look for the best so it it's one of them Arnold Allen were able to to, to stand out yeah. within this crowd of us of a massive group of Europeans on just a small island we were able to fight all these people to then go into the UFC to still keep that storm going mm-hmm. keep making them waves and what I think he was ranked 10 going to his fight in the, in the featherweight division he's after this because as well today he's not one of the fighters where a lot of people could say oh this were a pushover fight or whatever because oh. he really weren't either because he was on yeah He's a, he was an he's an absolute killer. He's a warrior in there. He's he's got heart, and he he he, he were able to show it that he's not gonna go away easily. If you wanna if you wanna get a win against him, you're gonna have to work for it. Arnold Allen was able to use his, his experience and were able to put that on short and out. Was able to outwork Sadiq, outpoint him, and yeah, fair enough. It went to the judges, but it wasn't a boring fight. Not in the slightest way. Arnold Allen with a perfect performance. He got the win onto bigger and better things, and like I said, this was my performance. So Arnold Allen, perfect performance, my friend. Yeah, and like we said, he's gone now to eight and all. I can certainly see him taking on someone maybe like Calvin Qatar next. Um, 
around that level. I mean, the, there's a lot of fights already stacked up in that featherweight division, so it's uh, mm. it, there is like it's limited to who he could face. Um, either way, I'll back him either way, whoever he fights next. Josh Emmett, that'd be a good fight for him. See, that, that would be a good fight. I think because the, the one thing about him as well, I think he's one of these fighters where even though he's not a big name, he's had enough fights in the UFC now against good enough. Well, that, that wins surely takes me to the top 10. <coughs> well, I think, like I said, I think he was already ranked 10. 11, so, I think. Oh, well, uh, 11 or uh, around that mark. Yeah. So he he definitely takes him into the into the, the mm-hmm. top 10 speak of fighters when you're doing the matchmaking. Uh, so for him to get... If you, got, if you say top five, I'd probably say... I'd still be out. I'd still go behind him. I'd definitely I'd still back him. It'd be a tougher... Tougher opportunity for him to get to the belt, but you you couldn't say that he doesn't deserve it. Like you say, eight wins in the UFC, a couple more wins. If especially in the way he did it, even though he didn't get to finish, he was able to keep the fight interesting, keep the fight entertaining. The electricity was still there in the fight from start to finish, from round one to the end of round three. You were just excited. So if he was to have any more fights like that, or if his next fights are finishes. I don't think you can deny him a title shot. No. Um, I mean, it's a killer division, uh, but he's definitely getting to the point where he's, he's, he's standing out in that division. Well, that's it. Well, we all, like we say, we always know a lot of people, especially casuals, think when you, oh, if you do good and you get like three or four knockouts in your uh, amateur career or professional career outside the UFC, you're instantly going to get signed like that. And two knockouts, you're, you're going to get signed, you're going to get a title shot. It's like, Max Holloway had to fight, like I said, Max Holloway had to fight 11 times before getting a title shot. I think Bisping had to fight about 14, 15 times before getting a title shot. It don't work, you don't get a title shot off, off to it. Unless you fight, like I was talking about all the time, unless you fight in these, these women divisions what aren't as stacked and you can get some a couple of decent wins, get your name out there, you, you ain't getting a title shot off, off five wins. Not a, not. You look at even that, um, what's... Uh, the guy, Colby can't even kill him. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Ev. Jimmy Ev. Yeah, Jimmy Ev. Him, even him, he's, he's making storms. But even he wouldn't get a title shot after five wins. No. Not no. a chance. And let's go. Let, I mean, we've, we've, we've kind of like delayed it because there's not really a lot to talk about. But let's just get over with, uh, get this main event out of the way. Ironically, it was the longest part going, uh, going the distance, 25 minutes. But we've got the least amount to talk about it because... It was a very boring part. Yeah. Um, the most interesting thing for me was the, the beginning when, uh, when uh, Vittori got kicked. Right in the balls, man. <laughs> I mean, that was the funny part about me, the fact that uh, Vittori called Kevin Allen out and, and we got a bit of a giggle. But for me, this was disappointing because of a couple of reasons. One, because... Um, it, it was the same fight that we saw Kevin Holland get beat against Derek Brunson. It was uh, it was controlled on the ground. He had no uh, ground game whatsoever. He's and and the other reason is because we didn't get a finish. We had to sit through twenty five minutes. Now fair play to Marvin Vittori. He tried to get the finish. He absolutely. The arm triangle was dog shit. No, I mean it, the subs were were probably not uh, the best, but he did try and uh, land a lot of shots, and we got to a point where. Um, Kevin Allen's left eye was was basically closed, uh, and and the doctor had to come in and and kind of uh, um, 
check him over before allowing him uh, to, to farm. But you could literally take any one of these rounds and watch him in any order because it was just the same old, yeah. same old. Uh, Vittori gets a takedown. Holland doesn't have any ground game whatsoever. He's controlled for five minutes on, on, on the floor. So you could show me the fact right now, playback, mix the rounds up, and I wouldn't be able to tell you which one were rounds one to round five without going, oh, yeah, they, they, this gassed out, that yeah. must be end at rounds. So. Yeah, it was... For someone who's made such a big wave in 2020 with four wins in a row, Kevin Holland seems to be determined in uh, wrecking it, all the momentum he's got because he's now mm. got two two losses in a row where he's gone 25 minutes well, and it. got wrestle-fucked. He even needs to work on his wrestling defence so the fact even it doesn't get to the floor if it, it, as much or he needs to get be able to work to get back to his feet because for one... As well, we've got a lot of problems, especially mixed martial arts. We've always had that problem in the last decade of belt giving out just because of name value. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about a UFC belt. I'm talking about your black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because he is not. Because, again, both of these guys, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, are dog shit. Kevin Holland's apparently is a black belt. What what did he show about from some fancy roles that you, you see some kid doing a tournament on Facebook when he's entering blue belt tournament division. If, if Kevin Holland is a black belt in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, then I'm, 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 a, I'm a, yeah, because he's, ah, with very little, uh, <laughs> very little fight experience, ah, could defend better than, than Kevin Holland. Exactly. Like, it, the one thing he was, the only one thing that impressed me enough was answering the phone. And we call that, when he was in the arm triangle, that's exactly what we call that. Mm -hmm. Answering the phone, you put your arm there, your, your artery's here. It stops, it stops, like said, it stopped Vittori from being able to put pressure on here. Yeah. He was able to breathe, that's why he was able to there for so long. When he was kicking his legs up, that was just to basically show Vittori that, oh, this is working a bit. When it weren't, it was just, it was already knackered. He's like, oh, I can get a bit of energy back here. He's maintaining yeah. position, that's all he was doing. That's all he was doing. He was making my Vittori think, oh, this is working, but it worked. Mario Vittori was like, on four, on his, on his knees and on his elbows. That 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 submission is exactly what the commentary said. It's not a squeeze submission. You don't squeeze it. You put your pressure on it. Yeah. Because as soon as they're answering the form, that's why you, the moment you're squeezing, you're putting pressure on one side. They they're making sure that you can't put that extra pressure on this side. Yeah. The moment you're squeezing it, you're you're taking that full equation out. You're squeezing that down with it. Yeah. Because you squeeze the hand and the arm into them. So, it, it, again, both of the uh, jiu-jitsu were dog shit. It, it sort of pissed me off this fight. I was falling asleep within uh, round three. Uh, not really, but, yeah. It, it's frustrating to watch. Mm, that, that's the, really the like best thing because these are two, uh, I mean, the heart train behind Kevin Holland was unreal. Well, and, and fair play to it because he did score four wins in, uh, five wins in, in a row. Uh, that's that's unprecedented in this, in this kind of... Uh, mm. In this kind of uh, is, COVID era, but it's, it's being found out very, very quickly, yeah. and it's been found out by someone whose wrestling is not exactly elite level. Exactly, it's not elite level. It's absolutely not elite level. And, and with my my inventory, it sort of pissed me off because it proper sounds like a shitting on him, and I am shitting on him for being so boring. But from a guy who was, he weren't looking for finish because he wasn't. He was. The only thing he was doing was sort of laying on Kevin Hollins and basically doing enough to where the, the Herb Dean wasn't going to stand him up. Yeah. He wasn't posturing up enough. And when he was, especially up against the cage, 
on a little pussy. Oh, pity, oh, pity shots! Oh, 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 punch it, body! Yeah, oh, slap you! I think, I, I think, he's, he's seen how weak uh, Holland was on the ground against Brunton and thought this is my chance to capitalise. It's not the, the easy way to yeah, and, and I really don't blame, especially when you're in that title shot position. I don't blame him, but you're not going to do that against Israel Adesanya. Now, I understand a lot of people are going to think, "Oh, yeah, Israel Adesanya's beating him now. He's second him down." Everyone's knew that throughout his full career. But in that middleweight division, you can't take him down because that's his natural division. The only reason uh, Jam were able to do it is a, he's a much bigger and stronger guy, mm-hmm. especially at 205 when he was gassed, when he was both tired and he took him down to the later and, rounds. And I think, you know, to be fair, if this Marvin Vittori takes down, is able to take down Izzy, Izzy's ground game is it's significantly better than Well, that's it. I don't, I don't even think Izzy's a, I think only thing, Izzy's a blue belt. I don't think he's a black belt, and that's legit because he's a stand-up fighter, and, and his game, he's uh, just wrestling defense is is way better than Kevin Holland. So again, like I'm saying, you're not going to take him down easily, and even if you do get into the clinch game, he's a kickboxer. So your best, you best be know that you're feeling them elbows and knees during them close-range fights with him, especially when you're in that 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 telephone box with him. He's just gonna he's just gonna mess your body up, and he's just gonna mess your face up, especially with Marvin Tory because. As well with this fight, Kevin was able to hit him with some good shots because he's a, he's another walking punch bag. He was just mm-hmm. tough. He's he's his skill level is meh. He's just one of them. He's a leaner version of Costa. Like <laughs> I agree with Darren Silva. He's like, what did he call him? An ugly old fucking Lord of the Rings motherfucker or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking well on it. But yeah, that's that's. He, He's just one of them. You can hit him in head of a club and it'll do nothing. Yeah. And he, that's one of the sort of fighters he is for me. But is he destroying? And I, in a way, if he were to, if he were going to fight like this against Till, I don't think Till gets took down that easy in the the and in the middleweight division. Because if he was, I think Gaslam would have took him down a lot more times. Gaslam's a fucking very good wrestler. And if if he took down Till. Till has got a way better ground game than Kevin Allen. Well, I don't. I know Till's got a decent ground game, but better than what was shot so off Kevin Allen, surely. But def- I think now more defensively, but offensively when it came because apparently uh, Kevin Allen's he's been working on like his Kamoras and stuff like that to try and work positions. We didn't see. It. I think in fact no, I think I saw it once in between one round when they were stood up against the fence and they were daring to go for it or threatening to go for it, but that was that was it and. That was the only thing he was doing, and yeah, it sort of just pissed me off because the only thing I got in my head watching this is fuck me, he needs to go to boxing him because mixed martial arts is not for him. And then the other thing in my head is fuck me, this is mixed martial arts. This is not a wrestling match. Now, don't get me wrong, I love wrestling, I love Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I love Muay Thai, I love love kickboxing in their own format. I love them, but in mixed martial arts together, it's a fight. You, You can't. You can't just lay on your opponent and go, oh yeah, well, this is a, this is a, you're going to win the fight, fair enough, but call me biased as well. This is probably, again, you could say this is the UFC's fault for just looking for people who finishes, but looking for strikers all the time. And Kevin Owens has been one of them. Look at him in 2020. Got like four finishes just striking. And a lot of people don't come with, with ground games, especially when you're so young with Kevin Owens. Like, I know from experience, I'm young. I'm, I'm, my background is more on the ground. I know on my feet, I get my arse kicked off a lot of people. But that, well, that comes with time and experience and putting the work in and practicing. And 
And especially when you're young and you get into the UFC for just showing, oh, yeah, I'm a spectacular striker, doesn't mean when you break into that top 10, top five, like Kevin Owens did, doesn't mean that that's going to work for you every time. Because, again, it's been shown in the last two fights, his weakness. He's, his takedown defence is just piss poor. Mm-hmm. Up against the cage, it looks like he's got spaghetti legs because he doesn't do anything. He doesn't he he try and bridge up against the cage. He doesn't <laughs> try and do absolutely anything. You can... Marvin Vittori wasn't doing anything. He was just doing old technique, pull him and turn in the corner, pull him and turn in the corner, pull him and turn in the corner. Because he knew as soon as he was doing that spaghetti legs, we're going, oh shit, I can't, oh shit, I can't do well. And that's that's all that's all Kerry Hollins were doing. I hope you guys are watching that or watching on the replay because it, what happened then is just does not transition to audio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. It, yeah, you, you, you're right, though. Uh, it was not a good day at the office for Alvin. The only problem is uh, uh, Marvin Vittori comes out with a victory and um, oh, Kevin Allen gets no, his second loss. In the the only problem is Marvin Vittori is probably going to fight Izzy next and he's going to realise, hang on a minute, shit, my ground game is not as good as I thought it was. Even though he fought a better game than Brunson, because Brunson was mainly lying on him, he wasn't doing as as much, he was just doing enough to where the fight wasn't getting stroke. He wasn't confident on the feet with Kevin Hollins. And no. if you're not confident on the feet with Kevin Hollins, you're definitely not going to be confident on the feet against Vizzer. Yeah, Izzy will be rubbing his hands together and thinking, this is a, a quick, easy, gimme fight. Well, he'll be loving it, especially after coming off a loss against Jan. He'll be like, yeah. well, with the champion he is, pro- probably not, but in it, he could be thinking, shit. Get a bit of confidence back beating this clown and then onto net probably onto Till until comes back after his um collarbone injury. Yeah. So um next week's event, uh there's no WrestleMania, so you see have got the bollocks to put it on a, a normal time for for Americans, so it's back to three o'clock in the morning. For us Brits. I thought you were about WrestleMania tonight. Um but uh, with the main event, we're we're almost guaranteed it's gonna be an absolute bang of a fight. Robert Whitaker taking on Calvin Gastelum. Two of our favourite fighters here at Five Rounds, and the rest of the card is is pretty damn stacked. We've got uh, uh, Violent Bob Ross, Lewis Penny on the card, Andre Arlovsky, Jeremy Stevens, Draco Closer. So it's going to be an absolute bang of a card next week. How old is Andre Arlovsky? Now he's about five hundred years old. He's been fighting for decades, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! One of the early heavyweight champions in UFC. Sure, just don't age. Just gets younger. That's all <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely uh, tune in next week for for that. Um, thank you all for for watching or listening along. Follow uh, Five Round Pod on all social medias. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos. Definitely go and check out all the content on the on the networks that we're involved in. That's at Shooting the Sports Ish. Uh, at Chairshot Media and at Visionaries Global Media. Uh, Again, um, if you uh, are in the market for some uh, quality uh, compression gear or protection for for, uh, elite level athletes, definitely use uh, sleefs.com, that's S-L-E-E-F-S, and use our code S-T-S-R-25 for 25% off your orders. And also, like I I said earlier, if you are uh, enjoying the content that we provide here at Trading Sports, please uh, please uh, um, follow us on and support us on Patreon where you can get way more quality content. Um, but um, 
that's that's the end of the show. I'm off now to prepare to watch uh, WrestleMania be delayed for two hours by the weather. Uh, so that is the end. And just before we go, if you're a small business or whatever around Lancashire, you don't want to sponsor the show and get your name a shout out on the show. Just hit one of either me or Mags up and sleeves if you want to send me some free little sportswear. I'll uh, share to give you a good review. <laughs> uh, wink, wink. But yeah, as well with the Patreon, if you're enjoying the content, please go and uh, subscribe to that. It really helps us out and we appreciate every single time when you do that. So, nice one. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye, guys. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.